What's up, boss and baddies? Welcome back to another episode of Drinks After Work. I'm Shannon. And I'm Gail. Welcome. Happy December. Holy crap. I can't believe it. We only I cannot believe it. I know. We only have, after today's episode, two more episodes left of 2023. That is insane. Like, I, I don't know. It's, every, with every passing year, you get the butter, b- buttersweet, bittersweet <laughs> feeling of, wow, time just truly flies and it's a little sad, but... Also, it's exciting because you're like, okay, like new year growth, like opportunity, like things coming up. But yeah, it's it's crazy that it's already December. Honestly, we have a warrior amongst us. Oh, shut up. (laughs) No, Gail wasn't feeling very well. No, I just had a mental breakdown like five minutes before we started recording. But I was like text. I was texting Gail as I usually do because I typically run late to come record. And I was like, I'm going to make it on time tonight. This is huge. And she was like, okay, like I'm in the bathroom of the studio, like about to throw up. And I was like, wait, what? And I was like, do you want to reschedule? And you were like, no, I can power through it. Like, I'm not going to feel good anywhere. And I'm like, are you sure? So PSA, mm. if there is an intermission for any sort of like a throw up emergency. Will you sing Jeopardy while I'm gone? Yes. I can do that. That's Jeopardy, right? Remember when I used to have the the baking competitions for Thanksgiving and I'd always play Jeopardy and everyone hated it? I love it. It's a vibe. I have the Jeopardy song like as a download on my phone. I'm a huge (laughs) fan. Michael watches Jeopardy every single time. Is that is like have you seen that before? Like of people our age? No. Does anyone else do just that? him? If you listen to this and you watch Jeopardy, like I'm talking consistently. Like I get home and I'm like, hey babe. And he's like, Hey babe, what's up? Jeopardy's on. It's like I'm like, what That's the real this? reason you guys have cable. It's not because of sports. Sports is a cover up for Jeopardy. It has to be. <laughs> and because it makes no sense. And we're we're uh. subscribed to every single platform remember when netflix first came out and everyone was rejoicing and they were like oh my gosh netflix you know 10.99 we can cancel everything else well now it's now you have this subscription yeah, and that subscription netflix hbo like stars whatever the hell that stars. is why did i pull up stars <laughs> that's such a random one but it's so true like at this point i'm probably paying like two hundred dollars an hour for all these different things, and I still have cable somehow. <laughs> Anyways, how are you, Gail? How was your Thanksgiving? Oh my god, I was gonna ask you the same thing. Wow, you know how my Thanksgiving went? Freaking Rhonda the Honda. I can't believe it. Got her first tow. Her first. Toe. Not because she was parked somewhere she shouldn't be. She wouldn't start literally. So the night before Thanksgiving. Mr. Man goes to move my car just to another location on the street. And he's like, hmm, so bad news. Rhonda's not starting. And I was like, okay, I'll call AAA. Like, she probably just needs new battery. I'm sure you left the light on. You're the last one to drive it. It's fine. Like, new battery, no problem. AAA comes. They're like, yep, nope, your battery's good. And so they had to tow her to a Honda dealership. And obviously, they're closed on Thanksgiving. So this is on Thanksgiving Day. This happened? no, no. This was Wednesday night. Oh, oh. so we were leaving Thursday morning That's to go home. Okay, and so we had to rent a car on Toro, and she whatever. She's fine now. It's and it it only cost me like five hundred dollars to fix, which it could have been worse. So I'm happy about that. But that was like really super inconvenient. Um, but other than that, Thanksgiving was good. It was good. Yeah, we went to Rhode Island to see Mr. Man's family, and then we went to the Cape to see mine. Oh, that's so nice. And you were home in New Hampshire, right? Yes. we We were home in New Hampshire. Um, okay, so first off, I'm sorry about your car, and I do agree that I feel like with any car situation, the anxiety, because usually it's like the two $300 range, um, or it's like the all of a sudden you're like, okay, $2,000 range. And like that is not – it's like you have that anxiety when you put bring the, the car into the shop where you just don't know. Exactly. And be. that that was like the issue is the unknown, like not only having to wait like overnight, I had to wait until Friday when they right. opened again. So yeah. I was just like, am I going to have to get a new car now? Like, well, right. It's a scary. Like my car was making this bizarre. Remember a few months ago, yeah. I was like sending you guys videos. It sounded like a lawnmower was starting and I was fully like. <laughs> 
people were scaring me too. Obviously, like our friends are like, oh my gosh, like this is it. The car just like it's it's probably just that's the end of the line. I was like, no, like I just really don't want to deal with that. How old's your car? car? What year? I got it when I graduated college. Like, I don't know, maybe like a 2015, 16. No, not 13. That was when we graduated high school. I don't know. Whatever. 17. It's not that old, but it has a lot of miles on it because I drive so much. True. Anyways, it's it is it's anxiety provoking. Like I feel like that's not a good feeling. And then you don't know who to trust. Um, but yeah, so we went to New Hampshire. This is Who's the we? first you and your fiance? Ugh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I well you know what it is? It's the taunting uh, fiance. Like people will be like, Oh, are you hanging out with your fiance? I'm like, why do we have to say it? Like I feel so awkward. Because it's I'm, like, funny. I'm, like, scratching my neck. Um, <laughs> do you feel like fiance is like a douchey thing to say? No, I think you asked me this last week too, and the answer I is. I keep still asking no. people. I'm like, is it like I feel like if I'm talking to someone and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm hanging out with my fiance later. Like, doesn't that sound okay. a little bitchy? I, I see where you're coming from. It's weird. Like, I almost feel like it sounds like I'm trying to make a point. Like, someone's like, oh, like, is this like your boyfriend? I'm like, it's actually my fiance. Okay, well, if you did that, I'd be like, okay, now. <laughs> it just feels weird. Like, I'm like, I don't know. It's new. Maybe I'm more of like a partner person. Oh my God, I almost forgot. Look at your ring. Uh, <laughs> um, but okay, so you yes. and your fiance went to. Oh New my Hampshire. gosh, me and Michael. Michael? He has this Michael. Um, he, we went to New Hampshire. So yeah. this is our first year doing the like trade off holiday thing. Aww. How crazy is that? We have been dating on and off for almost 10 years. We yeah. have never gone to. Actually, I lied. Last year, we did go, my whole family went to his whole family's like Christmas, but that was because we were going to go to Turkey and then we couldn't go to Turkey right. and then we didn't have plans, like, et cetera. This is the first year where Michael and I are consciously like, okay, so you're going to come to my Thanksgiving. I'm going to go to your like Christmas day. We've never done that before. Wait, wait, wait. He went to your Thanksgiving. Yes. And you're going to his Christmas day. Yes. Okay. That's a fair it's, trade. No, it is, but we've just never done that. It's always been like he goes to his holidays and I go to mine. We've yeah. never done the whole like we go to places together before which I feel like is crazy because we're 28 years old and we've been dating for so long and you and mystery man do that but for some reason I just feel like because we started dating so young in college we continued going to our own families and that never changed but now it's like because we're engaged it's like we probably should start doing yeah (laughs) well I know some couples and I know this doesn't apply to you but some couples they're like well until he like some girls are like until he puts a ring on it why would I miss a holiday with my family yeah like because that's super valid because if you guys end up breaking up it's like okay I lost out on all those memories with my family for someone who broke up with me or like I think my fear and obviously I didn't have this fear about Michael like at least not for the past nine years but (laughs) I feel like when I was in college like I would see friends of mine who get into relationships and it's nothing against them like I I get it but like they'd bring the guy to Thanksgiving and then a few months later they'd break up and then it's like the next year they bring a different guy to Thanksgiving and I'm like I just want to be the girl that brings a different guy to Thanksgiving and Christmas every year my family is like what's going on like that's they, also they support super fair. Me, but then I almost feel like it'd be a little boy who cried wolf where they're like, oh, another one. <laughs> another one. I, like, it doesn't realistically matter. That was just one of those stupid things that I had when I was younger. And then I think I just never really thought about it again. But anyways, it was a really good time. I feel like Thanksgiving is relaxing. Christmas is definitely like the crazy holiday. Yeah. There's so much around it, which I love. But I don't know. Thanksgiving, like, I feel like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, like, tried to, like, chill, get some sleep. It was good vibes. I'm happy for you. I have been, like, unusually tired, though. Like, I can't stop sleeping. I don't know if that's normal. Like, I will go to bed at 10 p.m. And over Thanksgiving, I was waking up at, like, 9.30 in the morning. (gasps) Exhausted. Oh, my God. That's almost double digits. I've never. You never do that late. I've never slept that late. And then it's been going on for, like, probably the past week. It's been getting worse. Sunday night, I went to bed early, like, couldn't wake up for work on Monday, like, barely made it to work on time. This morning, like, I went, I got home from work last night at, like, 7.30, was on the couch, like, fell asleep on the couch at, like, 8.30, got up to brush my teeth. Is that an iron problem? Went to bed, woke up this morning exhausted, like, couldn't get out of bed. Iron deficiency makes you tired. What makes you tired? Whatever baddies are listening to this who know things about, I don't know, (laughs) health and sleep, I don't know. 
I, health and wellness. You know how it's like you go down a rabbit hole and you're just like, what is happening to me? Yeah. And I'm like, am I just getting old? But I swear, like three months ago, I had all this energy and I was like traveling all the time. And I'm like looking at my lifestyle and everyone's like, you just need to de-stress. You're way too stressed out. Like you're you're operating at high levels of stress constantly. But I'm like looking at my life and I'm like, okay, I stopped drinking heavily. I really haven't traveled other than London. Like really haven't traveled all this fall like intentionally because I was trying to have more of a chill, as they say, soft lifestyle, like the TikTok trend. <laughs> And it, it's gotten worse. I'm so tired. Wait, how long has this been going on? How many weeks? It's been like building up for probably the past month. But the last like week and a half to two weeks, it's been like unbearable. Like I cannot mm. wake up in the morning. And when I do, I'm so tired that I'm like chugging coffee, which is so bad just to physically stay awake at work or else I literally feel like I'm going to pass out. Hmm. Anyways, if anyone knows what that might be, hit me up. Well, do you want to give the baddies in myself? Because I feel like we haven't really talked about it, you and I. Like you're your new program you're doing? Oh, yeah. So I um, did something similar to what... Spark notes, but yeah. To what you did. Yeah. So basically, I did the Dutch test, which is like hormone testing. And I think I said they uncovered that my progesterone is super low, like that of like a 60-year-old woman. So that's sick. Um, my cortisol <laughs> is very high, which I anticipated being the case. High stress vibe. <laughs> and then um, I'm trying to think about, I think, testosterone and the other um what's it called why am i estrogen estrogen are like pretty normal so there was like a bunch of stuff that, like that well we should my, switch <laughs> sorry anyways they went there was like a bunch of stuff that like, went into my hormone testing and it's cool because when you do the dutch test usually you have like a um you have a doctor or a practitioner, a practitioner read your results to you and kind of explain what they mean and it's cool because obviously our bodies like everything is correlated so um, rather than like, I know a, I went down rabbit holes where I was like, oh, maybe you have low progesterone, but that's usually not the full story. Like there's a lot of stuff that like leads to it. And it's like, well, why do you have, you know, low progesterone? Like, let's get to the bottom of why. So, um, and they're all related, like high levels of stress could end up like depleting your progesterone over time. So basically someone reads your results and then you come up with like a, you know, comprehensive game plan of like how to proceed. Um, from that, they also had me get tested for Epstein-Barr and they found out that I test came, my test came back for that like, extremely high, which is so weird. because Which Epstein, is long mono, right? Epstein-Barr is the virus that causes mono. Okay. Um, I've never had mono to my knowledge my entire life, but they were like, so the test ranges from zero to 600 and 600 is the max. <laughs> and I scored greater than 600. Stop. Like the, as high as you can go. So I saw that and I was alarmed but I was like I've never had mono and they were like you might have had it dormant in your body for like years but with no symptoms a stressful activity maybe could have like caused it so that could be COVID it could have been I have no idea a bunch of things so I do have a feeling that obviously you think about the symptoms of mono I'm pretty sure that like a lot of this tiredness and stuff could be like related to that so basically I'm on like supplements like an eating plan like all the stuff that's supposed to help with the results that are associated with Epstein-Barr and um, hopefully can help with things like inflammation and the t the excessive tiredness. Well, maybe your supplements, like a side effect is fatigue. Yeah, which I'm hoping that's the case. I know like every supplement you take, even if it's yeah. natural, like they usually do have some level of like maybe side effects sometimes. So if yeah. that's it, then whatever. It's probably a temporary thing. I'm just, you know, I'm, it's, it's more just, I know I'm fine. Like, you know, the, I genuinely, like, I feel healthy. Like, I know I'm okay. I'm just more like, I need to physically, like, perform for work. And I have a bunch of shit going on this holiday. And then just, I'm not really in the mood. Like, you just want to bring your A game. I just want to, like, feel like myself, you know? Okay, speaking of that, I never brought up last week on the podcast. Because I was like, whatever, it's only been, like, a few days. Like, don't fret, Gail. Like, it's too soon. Don't fret. But, okay, I don't know if you remember. I was going up to everyone at Friendsgiving saying my feet hurt, my feet hurt, like specifically at yes. Moxie's. Yes, you were wearing a pair of heels and I was like- They were closed-toed booties. Like, is it your heels. first time wearing them? And you were like, no. no. And I was so confused because I was like, you've been standing a lot, but we we do that all the time. I, I don't think like that long though. Because if you think about it, like Friendsgiving, like we got to your apartment at 1 p.m. True. You and did, then- yeah, It was a lot. We like, yeah, we sat for dinner, but that was like it. And then we walked to the bar and then we were at the bar. Like we got to the bar at like 8 p.m. And then I think by the time we went to the next bar, because I was like, guys, I need to leave. I need to sit. There's nowhere to sit here. Like I think it was like 10 p.m. by the time we went to Seaport Social and I could finally sit down. I'm not kidding though, Shannon. I know I'm like, what's the word? Hypochondriac. And I complain a lot. <laughs> 
<laughs> and whatever. But my, okay, so my feet hurt so bad. I kept saying it to everyone. And yeah. then the next day, like my three toes on my left foot, like the three on the inside, like not my big toe, my pinky toe, were like numb. What? Really? Like numb. And then they would, but they weren't numb, but they were numb because I could feel pins and needles and burning. And so basically I'm like, okay, this is weird. Like I woke up with the pain cells. Like right. it should go away by now. And it hasn't. And so I was like literally talking to one of my aunts as a retired nurse at Thanksgiving. And yeah. I was like, like, this happened on Saturday. It's now Thursday. Like, why do my feet not feel like yeah, my foot not feel better? And she was like, uh, she was like, maybe you should go see a podiatrist. Like that could be nerve damage. And I was like, from booties. Okay. To make you feel a little bit better this. So there was a pair of really cute cowboy boots that I had a few years ago. <laughs> and not I would, boots. if I wore them out, like for long periods of time. So if I went out like to the bars, like for example, like in Nashville and we were out like all day, like trade drinking and going out to the bars, whatever, they would always make my toes numb and it would take like a while How to start long? to feel them. Like I'm talking like maybe a week or two. Okay. So it's been a week and a, but, like a half. And I remember I would, same thing as you, I would get nervous and I was like, oh my God, this is the end of the line for me. Like my feet, I can't feel my feet. Like they're gone. And yeah. then eventually like I'd regain feeling, but then the sad part is I would, I did it again. Did it again. Okay, so then I like knew that it was, I knew that temporary. it was an end. Yeah, yeah but like, they're so cute. They're, it's worth it. No, but of. one day you'll <laughs> run out of luck and one day you won't regain it. No, that's not true. Repeated trauma to, to your toes. There's no way you created nerve damage from wearing heels. I don't know. I, I think I wear heels every day of my life. If I don't have nerve damage, you're not having nerve, nerve damage. I, why can't I say nerve damage? Nerve damage okay i'm gonna hold you to that because it's been a week and a half and i mean it's slowly getting better but like there was a point last week when i was really nervous i was like <gasps> and and i think it's gotten to the point where it's like okay we're 28 years old yeah i can no longer go somewhere where i cannot sit down really not or not not sit down okay like i need i need a table you need a table i need a stool i need some form of so that I can sit whenever a I want meeting to. Place, yeah, I get that. I rather stand when I'm like at the bar, but I like knowing that there's a table there's an for option. It. Yeah, no, yeah, there was option. no option. I agree with that. Yeah, hundred percent. All right, let's dive into drunk deeds. Okay, after we just complained about all of our ailments, we're not <laughs> usually like this. <laughs> um, it's how we cope. Any hoozles? Um, okay, some really sad news. Freaking Dave Portnoy <laughs> and Silvana broke up last week. I know. I don't think you understand. I don't think I understand. And I texted the group and like. <laughs> no, like I'm trying to be here for you. I, I saw your text in the group. And. You didn't send condolences. I didn't know. I think I said some stuff. Maybe it wasn't what you wanted to hear. <laughs> I don't But I remember. feel like sometimes like a friend needs to tell you what you, what you, what you need, what you need to, to hear. hear. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fair. Um, <laughs> you were upset. I, I could tell you were pretty upset. I was. And everyone was like, wait, you should be happy. Like, he's single now. Like, shoot your shot. And I'm like, first of all, no, no, no. Mystery man. No, no, no. No, no, no. Don't worry, mystery man. Um, I would never. But... Like, I'm actually sad for them. I think you're upset. People confuse, or no, not that people confuse you. I think your obsession with Dave Portnoy was taken as like a crush, but it's more like you're just obsessed with, I don't know. Like, I feel like it turned into his, like- What's the word? His life and his vibe. <laughs> and you just wanted his him vibe. to be happy. Like, I feel like you just wanted him and Silvana it, to be happy. It started with, with like the, them. With the live unboxings on, during the pandemic. Like, he was so funny. We and never talked about that. That is when you really like fell in love with Dave Portnoy. Like, I remember <laughs> during the pandemic and it, this was like at the beginning of our friendship. Yeah. And we would hang out every single night because it was- literally nothing to do mm -hmm. we would sit in our friend's apartment like seven or eight of us like we were in like a you know incubation period all together and you would go under the covers and watch the Dave Portnoy live <laughs> unboxings or you was so antisocial or you'd connect them to the tv yeah and we would just sit there watching him unbox unboxings every I'm like day. guys one more package one more package yeah. Please. It, he was just so funny. And then the more I got to know him, I was like, you know. The more I got to know him. 
I could I could look past his flaws. Okay. Because he's really funny. And I like that he just, like, doesn't give a fuck about anything. Um, but obviously, Silvana and Dave have been dating for, like, three years. And obviously, I didn't know who Silvana was b- before Dave. And yeah. so I feel like I've really grown to like her as a person and an influencer. Like, I, oh, I think I might like her more than Dave. Yeah, she's, like, real and chill. Um, yeah, like, her TikToks are entertaining. She's obviously stunning. But this, to be honest, didn't come as a shock to me. Um, you know, he's 46. She's 28 or 29. And, you know, Dave. Yeah, she's, like, our age. Yeah, she's our age. And Dave doesn't strike me as the type of guy that is going to settle down, settle down and have kids one day. And I think, you know... Maybe Silvana went into it thinking, like, I could change him. Wait, you think that she's the one that wanted to settle down as, like, a 28-year-old, but him as a 46-year-old didn't want to? Like, you think— So, um, so right before this, like, on the Uber, on the way here, yeah. BFF's podcast, they usually drop episodes at, like, 8.30 p.m. on Wednesdays, but they right. dropped it early tonight because of surviving Barstool. And so I was able to listen to the beginning of the podcast where he publicly talked about it for the first time yeah. since it happened. And he basically just said, like, first of all, like, everyone was shitting on him for doing it the day before Thanksgiving, which wasn't true. He did it, like, for—he did it that Sunday before Thanksgiving, but right. she just posted the TikTok the day before Thanksgiving, so right. everyone assumed. But basically, his family was staying with them at the Miami house, his Miami house, yeah. and her family was staying in the house. So it was, like, both families were there when, when the breakup happened. Wait, what? I so know. He must not have planned it then. No, it wasn't a plan. So basically, what he said on BFFs was that— a conversation just came up that they've had before where, like, it was a disagreement. He was, like, pretty vague. Like, he said he didn't want to get into it, like, personally. Right. It's like airing your dirty laundry. Yeah. And he said, like, the conversation came up again, and, like, he knew that, like, there's never going to be a right time to break up, but, like, ultimately, like, he can't give her what he wants, what she wants, so. He said that, like, yeah. I can't give her what she wants. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean that that's how you know it wasn't a planned thing. Yeah, it wasn't. That inconvenient of timing. Like what are the what worst situation when you're right. both of your families are there right before the holidays or obviously both families are planning to spend the holidays together. So it sounds like it was probably something where like in that moment he knew this isn't going to work. Yeah. And then it's like what am I going to just like go the week and go through the holiday. Like pretend like it's fine. Pretending everything's fine and then break up with her after or right. do I do it now when I have this feeling in my gut that it's not working out? Right. I want to know what the thing is. I'm so curious. I honestly feel like it's probably like just like getting married and having kids. Because they've been dating for three years. Like, and She probably what was is, looking for that level of commitment from him. Yeah. What is, honestly, what is there to fight about? Yeah, that's true. Seriously. Uh, yeah, unless it's like jealousy. No, I don't know. I have no idea. I feel like if it was a jealousy thing, they wouldn't have lasted this long. I feel like Dave would have got and sick of it there'd by be now. no re- reason to, like, randomly break up. Yeah. Like, with your families there, if it was a jealousy. We talked about this last week, or maybe it was two weeks ago when we were talking about, like, proposals and engagements and stuff. And it's, like, there are some things that are just, like, you can love the person so much. But if you're not eye to eye, it's just not going to work out. And I think that is the hardest pill to swallow. Like, when you right. love someone, but you're, like, I can't give them what they want. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's, that's really tough. I have a question for you. I know we're going to talk more about the subject, but do you think, cause I feel like the debate is always like, oh, you're, you're an asshole. You broke up with them before the holidays. It's better to break up with someone before the holidays and ruin their holidays or to go through the holidays with them, you know, make, knowing that you don't love them anymore and that you're going to, that you want to break up with them, but do it just for their sake, create all these memories with them. You're in all the pictures together, knowing full well that you're going to break up with them right afterwards. What's worse to do to someone? Oh, what's worse? I was going to say, I would personally rather the latter. Really? Like you'd rather (laughs) get one more present. Okay. Okay. Get one more good. I don't know. I get that. But like, so if you felt you're dating someone. Yeah. And like everything seems great and it's perfect. Yeah. And then they break up with you right after the holidays. And you're like, you know, like you have a conversation and you uncover. It's like, okay, well, how long have you known you wanted to do this? And then you're looking back and you're like, all of that was just like fake. Do you think it's selfless or do you think it's selfish? to Selfish or selfless. Like to put some like. I, I think. I, I honestly, I think it can go either way. Like I'm really trying to figure out what is the better 
I think it's tough. I don't think I don't think it's black or white. I think you're right. You're right. I don't know. Personally, like in my head, I was like, damn, like I hope she had an appetite to eat on Thanksgiving Day. Like I love things. I know. And I love Thanksgiving food. And I'm like, that's tragic. Like she's not having a a nice meal on Thanksgiving Day because she's too sad. Um, Yeah. One time I went through a breakup um, not too long before um, Christmas. And I remember it was it was honestly it was probably like late November or Mm -hmm. something. It was like early December. Like it was right before Christmas. And that Christmas was so hard and I was so miserable. But I almost feel like... (sighs) I think it depends on the circumstances. I think if... You know, because I could see, like, I feel like so many people are breaking up. It's all I see, like, all over TikTok. It's like reverse cuffing season right now. Yes, I it really is. It's, it's and weird this year. It's like, I'll, I'll read comments and people are like, go spend his Christmas present money on yourself. Like, you deserve it. Like, blah, blah, yeah. blah. And so I could see, like, some people being like, no, I don't want to, like, if, like, he's going to break up with me, like, on January 2nd. Like, I don't want to spend a dime on this man. Like. You know what it is? I okay, But it so depends why they break up. I think that when you get out of a relationship, and I know I do this often where, like, you look back at the past with rose-colored glasses. You romanticize things. It's, that's part of why it's so hard to get over someone is because you're looking at all the good things and how they made you feel, and you only remember the good and you don't remember the bad. So I the only reason why I think, and again, coming from someone who was at one at one time broken up with before the holidays, which absolutely sucked, but it actually made it easier to get over that person, at least temporarily, um, because you're like, all right, like they, they said what they said. They said their piece. They're doing this right before the holidays. It hurts like heck, but I'm not going through the holidays making memories and like happy, happy memories yeah. of this person that I need to then try to find a way to delete mentally. It's like, I'm going through the holidays sad and miserable and, you know, without an appetite. But then when the, the weeks and the months went on, I was able to then look back and be like, you know what? This Christmas sucked. Like this New Year's sucked. I'm going to go out there and I'm just going to get over this. Versus I feel like if someone waited till January, it's like, I'm going to like look back and be like, we were just so happy a week ago taking Christmas yeah. photos and like hanging with each other's families. Like I almost wonder if that's worse. I don't know. People listening, let us know what you think. Because I'm actually... We should do, maybe we should do like an episode on this. Like I want to hear some stories because I think it really can go either way. Absolutely. Anyways, so they break up and yeah. she posted a video on it and that's how it initially broke to the public. Yeah, she right? broke the news okay. on her TikTok. She basically posted a video of her crying on her bathroom or I should say his bathroom floor. Oh. Um, basically saying like, oh, um, and imagine. she was still there at the time. So like they yeah. break up and then she just kind of stayed for yeah. a day. I mean, I'm sure he has plenty of extra bedrooms. Oh, true. Um, <laughs> But, um, yeah, she, and she posted a TikTok a couple of days later, like apartment hunting and stuff, like showing places she's touring. But she said, imagine you buy these for someone and then get broken up with. And it was like, I don't know, like little stickers or something, like just saying like really nice things. Like, I don't know. I don't remember what they said. Doesn't matter. Um, but it was really sad. And I was like, damn. That is It's sad. tough to see you crying on the internet. Like, hmm. Yeah. I don't know if I could ever cry on the internet but I totally get it I don't know did you think that they were going to be endgame like delusionally kind of yeah a little bit I mean she did seem cool I don't know I will say so the thing that always I always like Silvana I think she's a very chill girl she's cool um at the end of the day she's in her 20s so I think there's going to be a natural like you know, she's a little younger and maybe was interested in different things than like a 47-year-old was into. I yeah. Assume. At least I've never dated He likes horses and gambling. Yeah. It's just, it is going to be a little different. Um, And I think sometimes when the initial like fun and flair, you know, wears off, it's like, well, we're in very different places in our lives. Um, And she just, she's just kind of getting started with like her career and what she's doing and stuff. But taking even all that out of it, I think the thing that always kind of struck me was I remember years ago watching like the Barstool documentary. You watched that, right? Remember it was like, it came out in like 2020 or something. I don't think I actually finished oh, it. okay. But I, like did, multi- I have started it. It's a multi-part documentary. Yeah, There's one episode where they're talking to his, um, I guess like quote unquote ex-wife. Renee. Renee. 
And she's and she was cool. And this is before Dave started dating Solana. So they're talking about like the company and everything. And Dave was and her were married. And eventually they separated. But the way she talked about him, like I'll never forget it. She was like, he is the most like loyal man. He will do anything for. The and I believe that. And she was like, he will do anything for the people that he cares about. And she was like, there's just not enough good things I can say about him. And she started like tearing up. Like she was emotional. And I think just seeing that from like an ex-wife, I was like, hmm, like there's something off about that because typically- Oh, off? Well, like you think it's strange for her? I did. Well, I don't know. Just like you think like, okay, he got really famous. He probably like cheated on her and left her. And like when he got famous- That's what you would her. think. You think that she wouldn't even want to be in the documentary and she'd be like, screw him. But she's in this documentary after they were separated- talking so highly of him. She didn't have a bad thing to say. And I don't know if anything, I don't know, sketchy happened. Like maybe she didn't mention it and she just like protected their privacy, but she spoke so highly of him. And then I found out right after that, that they never legally got a divorce. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if they have now, but this is like maybe two or three years ago, they stayed together. And I think the reason was like, maybe tax purposes or like, you know, we are divorced, but just like legally for taxes. Or they something. definitely didn't have a prenup when they got married because Dave had nothing. Exactly. So I think the way it was described to me was like, yeah, like it's, it would cost too much money for them to get divorced. It would mess up their taxes. I bet so they have a financial agreement just, still though. Right. So they're just like quote unquote still married, but they're not married. Like they're, they're very much like not together. But I think like I always thought about it and I was like, hmm, you don't just not divorce someone. There was always a little part of me deep down, like even when he started dating Silvana and I know he really likes her, I always wondered, like, is he still legally married to his, to, to Renee? According to Google, like 2017, they split, but like, I, I think it's one of those things we may never know. Yeah, that's a good point. Because I do feel like when you have one shoe in the door, even if like he was like, oh, it's just for legal reasons or it's just for taxes or it's just for like, my, like deep, deep down if I was Silvana and knew that he was still like legally Oh, do you think Silvana was pushing him to divorce maybe. her? Maybe. Like I can't, I don't know. And maybe he's like, I'm not going to marry someone else. Like it, it would mess up all my, yeah. I don't know. Hmm. I mean, I'm obviously conspiring. I have no idea, but. Look at you, conspirer. He did say on the BFS podcast though, he was like, it would be like, cruel of me to continue to rob her of her youth and he's like I hope in five years she looks back and like she's happy with like someone that like so it does sound a little like either marriage or babies yeah. type vibe okay I think so that does make sense um all right let's move on to everyone's kind of favorite influencer <laughs> Miss Alex my Earl least favorite athlete oh <laughs> actually maybe not the least favorite okay so Alex Earl and Braxton Berrios are officially official. I know. I feel like we haven't talked about them for no. a while. It's not really a huge shocker. Like, they've no. been blatantly dating for a while, but I feel like she's been doing the whole, like, just friends, haha, like, vibe. Yeah. Kind of very Alex Cooper-esque of, like, I don't want a relationship. Like, I'm single. And it's, like, you can say you're single, but you're with this guy every single night of the week. Yeah. <laughs> so... So basically what happened is this episode of Hot Mess, her podcast, came out a couple weeks ago. And in the episode, she they were on this. She took him to, I forget, some tropical location somewhere as a surprise for his birthday. Oh, I saw that. Just the two of them. And on this trip, like, he had planned to, like, ask her to date, to, yeah. like, be his girlfriend. And while they're sitting down on their last day of the trip, like, she asks him on the podcast, like, will you be my boyfriend? And he was like, no, 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 oh, we're on, not. On the podcast? Yeah, like, while they were recording. And wait, he was wait, like. They, they were recording when they were on the trip. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. The, like, Alex was documenting the whole weekend getaway. Okay. And on the final day, she asked him to be her boyfriend and he was like you, no you're not doing this right now you're not asking me and I guess he like they like paused the camera they were still rolling but they didn't like show us what they were saying I guess he like had this whole video montage ready to go like on his phone I guess he was supposed to do it the night before but she got either too drunk or too tired and like just wanted to go to bed and so it didn't happen and he was like oh I had this prepared to ask you to be my girlfriend and like he made her watch the video and then he asked her to be his girlfriend and she right. said yes and I'm not gonna lie like in the episode I kind of I think I had a little bit of empathy for Alex Earl okay the way she 
was talking about how, you know, she just really wanted to take things slow. And I go back and forth with this. Like she said, I really want to get to know someone before I just date them. She's like, I don't want to make mistakes I've made in the past with like jumping into something too soon without fully knowing the person. She's like throwing shade at her ex. Um, Okay. I forget his name. What other Tyler. Tyler. Yeah. Yeah. Tyler Wade, I guess, was really not nice to her. And so she kind of had her guard up. And like part of me is like, if that's factual, I completely respect that. I think taking it slow, there's nothing wrong with that. You want to make sure you like are compatible with this person before you put a label on it. Sure. Fine. But then the other half of me is like, or is this just, are you long playing you and Braxton trying to cover up like maybe if there was cheating on Sophia Coppola back in February, maybe this is all an act. Or like I could see that or I could also see like I think what got Alex Earl on the map was right when her and her boyfriend broke up and it was like she was like, you know, did the tell all everyone's art. I didn't know who she was until last fall. Right. So, I mean, I think she was like kind of, she was doing well before that, but like not anywhere near where she is today. And I remember she posted like that live talking about their relationship and why they ended. She was like, I'll only talk about it on Call Her Daddy. Everyone started becoming obsessed with her. She was like in her single air going out every night of the week with her girlfriends. They're all like, you know, young and pretty and fun and going to parties and like whatever. And the get ready with me is in the, like, the hot mess vibes everyone became attracted to. I do think that, like, the combination of her, like, getting towards graduating college. So it's like, all right, she's not going to be the, like, Miami student anymore, which is what everyone started following her for. It was like, oh, college girl. And she's going to the Miami parties and stuff. And she's not just, like, another influencer. She's, like, doing all these, like, fun college things. That combined with her being single, I feel like is really what, like, put her on the map. True. So I'm sure from, like, a management perspective, like, whoever is – you know, helping her make decisions about her life is like, it'd be really ideal if we could try to somehow keep alive, like the image you have, which was like single fun party girl. So I do think that there's probably some type of an element. I think that's why she teased it for so long where she's like, oh no, we're not dating. We're not exclusive. Cause I think she wanted to keep alive that whole like single, like yeah. I can, I'm in my single error. Like I can date whoever type vibe, but it got to a point where it's like, no, they're, they've, they obviously are Yeah, dating. it was very What obvious. made you have, I guess, like, sympathy for her? Just, like, on that episode. I don't... I don't know exactly. I think it was... I don't know. Maybe I had a weak moment where I was like, okay, like, you're either a really good liar or I'm turning soft because why do I believe what you're saying? Yeah. I actually... Yeah, I, I do think she's... Which is crazy to, to say, but I do think she seems somewhat genuine at least. I do and she's also really young like I feel like we forget this girl is 22 years old yeah she's so young she's so young I'm thinking about all the mistakes I made when I was 22 is an infinite amount <laughs> and, I, and I'm not gonna lie like I do enjoy her content like I'm yeah. not a hater by any means it's just it's just something to talk about right it was nice though that like I think the title of the episode was the end of NFL man mm. that's like what she called her Clickbait. which I realized that um one day I will retire Mystery Man's name. Yeah. And maybe that'll be like when we're married or maybe when I get a ring. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Maybe that. I think he would have earned his earned his name <laughs> at that point. Yeah. But until then, like, so now she calls him Braxton. Like she stopped calling him NFL man. That's kind of cute. But it's like bittersweet. Do you ever like look back and think about the like what a difference a year makes? Yeah. I don't know. I was just thinking about it when you were bringing up, obviously, Alex Earl, Braxton, like whatever. I don't I don't know them personally. Maybe Braxton's a good guy. I have no clue. Sophia Coppola, who's also moved on. She's like dating a lawyer. She seems really happy. And you just you look at like a year ago, the two of them were dating and they were, you know, this time last year dating and, you know, in a month they would have broken up. Mm-hmm. And it's like a year later, they're both like moved on. They found other people. And it is just, it is crazy. And I actually do want to like have an episode where we dive more into this because it really is true that like time does heal all things. And I know when you're going through something really hard, it feels like, is this ever going to get better? Am I ever going to get through this? Am I ever going to wake up and not feel like this anymore? And it's important to know that like, yes, you will, you know, like eventually you will. Um, but I also think 
it is important to kind of reflect back on your year. I know as we get towards the end of December, you know, everything is about December's coming to an end. It's time to make goals. It's time to be ready. I'm almost like, it's almost threatening in a way. It's like winter is coming, like get, get prepared. And I get all this like crazy stress where I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to make shit happen. I have to make a goal list. My sister has like a whole goal list. She's like very, very pointed goals for every single month. And I think that's amazing. I love doing that. I think I want to talk about that, but I think it's equally as important to like look back over this past year and be like, what happened this year? You know, the goals I wanted to accomplish, did I hit them? Did I not? And if I didn't, that's okay. But like, why didn't I like what, you know, how did I grow? Like what became of 2023 and like, what did it mean for me as a person? I think that's equally as important. Okay. So you're saying it's more important to self-reflect on your past year than it is to plan for the future because um, I think both. I both. think it's like, it's good. To, like, I think we've, we've talked about this a lot on the podcast where like, it's good to have goals. It's good to make plans and stuff. Um, I, I think that sometimes I know I've made this mistake of getting so wrapped up in like the things I want to make happen in the future that I don't appreciate the present. Right. I think it's important to look back at the past and reflect, but not get so hung up on the past. You're like, oh, I wish I would have done things differently. But I do think it's important to like live in the present, but like learn from the past and make goals from for the future. Um, so yeah, I think like there is an element of every year I do like to look back and be like, all right, like where was I when this year started? And like what, you know, what came of it? Like what am I proud of? Like what are some things I wish I would have done differently? Like what can I take with me to kind of continue to grow as a person into next year? I honestly think that is a good exercise for everyone to do because I know people, you know, shit on New Year's resolutions, but I do think it is a good opportunity to kind of stop and evaluate like the direction you're heading into. Because if you are, you know, reflecting on your past year and you're unhappy or you're disappointed, you're in a place where you didn't think you would be, you thought you'd be in a better place. If you don't self-reflect, you're never going to get better. Yeah. Because the first step is self-awareness. So true. And I think that's something that people, myself included, I'm more of like a ignorance is bliss. Like right. what doesn't, what I don't know won't kill me. But ultimately that's kind of a toxic mindset to have because if you do want to grow and you do want to hit your goals, you kind of need to evaluate where you are, what you have accomplished, what you want to accomplish, and then take it from there. So true. That's such a good point. Yeah, I think... I think that is so, so important to like be like, all right, like who, who am I becoming? And when I say like, look back on the past year, like, I think, yes, like there is a part of, you know, did I, did I hit my goals? Did I get that promotion I wanted to get? Did I move to that place I wanted to move to? Did I make new friends? Did I travel? Did I, you know, stay consistent at the gym? Did I eat healthier? Like, of course, those things are important. And we should be asking ourselves those questions. Like, that's fine. It's good to, like, hold yourself accountable. But I think that I've made the mistake in years past, like, looking at my life and looking at the measurable goals of, you know, did I do X or did I accomplish Y? And I wouldn't spend more of, like, a, a good enough time, like, looking at, like, the type of person that I'm becoming. And I feel like that's ultimately when I talk about reflecting, the most important thing is like, okay, who was I as a person at the beginning of 2023 and who am I now? Do I feel like I'm a better person today than I was then? Do I feel like I'm moving in the right direction? Because I can say confidently for a fact that multiple years went by, I would say somewhere around the ages of like 23, 24, and 25, where I was accomplishing things at work. I, you know, maybe moved into an apartment that I wanted to move into. I was living in the city. I was, you know, I got a gym membership. I did all these, traveled a ton with my friends, but I was becoming a pretty shitty person. And I wasn't, you know, compassionate. I wasn't thinking about others. I really was becoming pretty selfish. But if I just looked at like my accomplishments, I was like, oh, I had a, I had a great year. But I didn't have a great year because I wasn't becoming a good person. And I feel like it took me a while to realize that that's really, really important too. To be a good person. Yeah. No, I think, like I said earlier, that 
is honestly more challenging than coming to terms with like specific goals that you didn't hit. Like, okay, you didn't hit your quota and whatever. I don't know. I'm not a sales girl. You didn't hit this. You didn't hit that. But if you are looking at, you know, who you are as a person, I feel like that's a harder pill to swallow when it's like, oh, okay, like I maybe have not been the most patient this past year. I haven't been the most kind this past year. I haven't been like as good of a friend that I want to be or a partner or a daughter or whatever it is, that is a lot harder for people to come to terms to. So true. Than just like, yeah, I made this much money. You know, <laughs> I went to the gym this many days. Um, yeah, my my TikTok 30-second recap of the year was pretty <laughs> sick. I spent five hours on yeah, it, and, and my life looks really views. cool, but I'm actually a piece of shit. Like, yeah, I'm actually falling apart inside. Yeah. It's such a weird, because you're right. I think it's people like to see things that are measurable, and it's a lot easier to measure your accomplishments by, yeah, how many, you know, streams I got, how many, you know, views I got on my TikTok, that it is to measure like the content of your character. It's way easier to measure that. But that doesn't mean that it's more important. And I also think asking like this year, I'm kind of asking myself the question, like, at what cost too? you know, like, because I sometimes I feel like, the, you know, the months where I had a killer month at work and the TikTok video got a million views and I got a bunch of really cute clothes and I traveled a lot. Okay, well, that was also the month that I was working, you know, crazy hours at work. I wasn't getting home till almost 8 p.m. I didn't spend any time with my fiance. Yeah, I'm <laughs> um, sorry. I wasn't, you know, present. I was, you know, forgetting people's birthdays. I was tired. I was cranky. I was traveling so much so I didn't get to spend time with the people that I cared about. I wasn't there to care for my cats, like little, like so many things, but yeah. And the highlight reel, it looked great. It was a great month. So I'm just like trying to reach a point where I'm looking at it and I'm like, all right, what matters the most? Like what matters the most is like the type of person that I'm becoming. And I think that has to be the most, you know, the most important thing. And I know it was a really, really painful feeling, but there were times I feel like over the past years where I've looked in the mirror and I genuinely didn't like what I saw and not in terms of like, you know, your hair or your makeup or what you looked like. I mean, that's definitely happened before too, but didn't like the person I was becoming or like looked in the mirror and felt like I couldn't relate to the person that I saw staring back at me. And that is such a shitty feeling that no amount of money or success or going to cool events or whatever isn't going to fix that. Like you have to put work into like what's going on in you. Mm -hmm. And it's not always like the fun, glamorous part that you see online, but I think it's so important. So I think if you are listening to this and you are inspired to take change, I think the one thing that I would say is you don't need to change your goal. You need to change your habits. And your sister actually posted something on her Instagram story the other day that I ended up screenshotting. So I was like, oh, wow, like I really like that. Um, Like she just reposted like some quote or something. And it said, People do not decide their futures. They decide their habits and their habits decide their futures. And I was like, that is so true because I, you know, what is the saying? Like to make something a habit, you have to do it X amount of times. Like if you want to go to the gym X amount like of times a week, like you need to practice doing that, like whatever, 28 days. What is it? I forget a couple weeks um, for it to become a habit. But if you don't change your habits, you're not going to, you're not going to hit your goals. Yeah, that's so true. So, but, but that's easier said than done. I mean, you know, asking to, you know, wake up at five o'clock in the morning and go to the gym before work. Like if that's not, realistic for you, then change your habit so that it fits your lifestyle. Because what one person does, like, I think, you know, TikTok is such an amazing app for, you know, marketing purposes and whatever. A lot of good things have come from it, but also a lot of toxic things come from TikTok and it's comparison. And I think, 
you know, it's easy to scroll TikTok and, you know, you leave TikTok and you feel like shit about yourself because you see all these people that are, you know, getting, you know, a promotion, getting engaged, getting a house, getting a puppy, getting having a relationship like just right. every like something that you want that you don't have it's easy to see that but you know we've said this before in the podcast you know if you want the perfect partner be the perfect partner and that starts with liking who you are and i think a lot of people they walk around and they don't like themselves myself included yeah. like honestly i think if you'd ask most people do you like yourself do you like who you are like as a person I think most people, if they were being honest, would probably say no. Like if you were being really, really candid and really honest with yourself. Yeah. I think a lot of no, I'll problems, be honest. I do not like myself I think a lot most of, of the time. Well, I like. But yeah, <laughs> I know it's, it's true though. Like a lot of our problems, I think, stem from that. And I think that's why it is important to reflect because sometimes like I've convinced myself that, all right, if I, you know, do all these really great things and I go to the gym every day, maybe I'll like who I am. And then when that doesn't work, you end up being a little disappointed. Right. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I think, again, it's good to like, you know, oh, I hit my fitness goals this year. Great. I went to the gym every day. Great. I um, finally got my gym, my dream job this year. That's that's awesome. Like, those are really good things. But I don't think that is how we should measure who we are becoming and the type of people that we are because it's a lot deeper than that. Um, so I do think like spending some time like, working that out is okay. And I think the coolest part is, is like, you're still alive. So it's not too late for you. I felt like so many years I look back at like myself and the who I was and I'm like, all right, you know what, Shannon, maybe you're just, maybe this is who you are. Maybe you're a piece of shit. Maybe you're just stuck like this. It is such a lie. Like that is a deception. It's never too late to change. You can change, you will change. And sometimes you have to look in the mirror and be like, you know what? I don't really like I don't really like you. I, I'm, I don't really mess with you. I don't think you're chill. I think you're a little sketchy. I think you're a little shady. I think you're self-deprecating, whatever that thing is. But you know what? We're going to fix this. And like, you can fix it. And it, you know, it, it does take work and it's work in a different way where maybe it's not, you know, as glamorous on TikTok and maybe it's not work that other people can see, but it is going to bear the most fruit. Um, something that someone told me, you know, a few years ago, um, and I could never stop thinking about it, was the idea of a tree. And it's, I think it was my pastor, Victor, shout out Victor. But basically what he said was a tree, like what are the things that the people see? They see the, the, the tree growing, they see the branches, they see the leaves, they see the fruit. Like that is how we would characterize a tree's success. Like, wow, like that tree is doing great. Like it has the best flowers or it has the best fruit on it. But what's the most important part of the tree? The roots. The roots. And that's the only part that you can't see. And I think that it's so common for us to want to see like the leaves and the branches and like all these great things. But it's like, what if our roots aren't there yet? Right? Like you have to have a solid foundation to be able to support everything else. So I think like one of the things like I'm looking at for my life right now is I'm like, you know what, Shannon? you didn't post on TikTok as much as you wanted to this year. And you probably could have been more consistent at going to the gym. In fact, you haven't been there in three weeks. And yeah, that's not something you're pumped about. But like, before we even get to that stuff, like, let's work on the roots. Like, who are you? Like, do you like the person that you're becoming? Like, are you putting work into treating people kindly, treating yourself kindly? Like, and I feel like those are things I'm trying to focus on right now. And I'm like, all right, you know what? The rest will come because I'm building my roots right now. The thing that other people can't see that's not as glamorous, it's the most important part. And that's what I'm working on developing. And then I know that if I do that, the rest of it is going to come. And like, I really do. I do believe that because I've done it the other way. And guess what? If you have this great tree, but there's no roots, the tree's going to fall over as soon as the storm comes. Like there's nothing holding that tree up. And that's also happened to me before. What you said earlier about you can always change, it's never too late. I think it's also important to note that nobody can take away your right to change. I think so true. that's really important for girls to hear because, you know, no, no one, no friend, no boyfriend, no toxic relationship, no employer, no one can, can stop you from bettering yourself. Like, I know 
when I was in a toxic relationship, I was at the lowest point of my self-esteem has ever hit. And in that moment, you think that, you know, you're not worthy. Like, it doesn't get better than this. You're always going to be like this. Like, yeah, like no one's going to love you. Um, and obviously you start to believe it um, the longer you stay, but no one can take away your right to change. Like you can become a better person. Like you are not defined by anyone else other than yourself. So if you don't like who you are, that's all that matters. If Sally doesn't like you, it doesn't matter. Right. If, if freaking I was gonna say if your boss doesn't like you but that kind of that kind of matters (laughs) a tiny bit that kind of matters a tiny bit um but that stranger on the street it doesn't matter right all that matters is that you like yourself I think the number one thing that we that most of us do as humans is like we trap our we we trap ourselves like we we really convince ourselves this is how I am this is how it's always gonna be Mm-hmm. And that is a lie from the pit of hell, and it's not true. And as long as you believe that, like you're gonna stay confined within that that space. Um, I remember during the pandemic, I was so depressed, and I was just having a bad week. And I remember my sister just randomly texted me. It's like she just—I don't know—I swear we have like telepathy, but she just she texted me and she was like, "Shaden, like you, you are not trapped. You can do whatever you want with your life." And it was like such a simple text, but it's like she just knew what was going on in my head. And, you know, I just felt like I was like caging myself in where I'm like, it's things are never going to change for me. So I might as well just like accept it. And it just it was such a deception and it wasn't true. And once I focused on changing my mindset and like changing how I thought about myself, changing how I thought about others, the rest of it kind of fell into place. So I think the, the biggest work that like you have to do is really like inside first and then the rest of it will go out into the surface because we've also talked before about how what you really believe in your heart is like what ends up becoming your reality like if you you know are super negative and you expect bad things like you're going to speak that way you're going to act that way like that's how your reality is going to continue to be created so I don't know it's something I'm working on obviously anyone that wants to partake is I'm just trying to like reflect on this year and be like, all right, like what are some things about, you know, this past year that have happened to like me, to my character? Like who am I becoming? Like what do I really want to work on next year in terms of like the person that I want to be next year? Regardless of if that means, you know, get married next year, buy a house next year, like regardless of those things, like who do I want to be? So yeah. The last thing I'll say is that people are remembered most for who they are and not what they've accomplished. So, you know, the people that know you best, they're always going to remember your character and your values and not your personal accomplishments. So So use that as motivation. No one's going to be at your funeral thinking like, oh my God, you remember that time when, you know, she, she sold X amount in Q4 of 2017, like that's not what they're going to be saying. They're going to be saying, you know, she was a really good person with a kind heart. This is how she made me feel. Yeah. She was compassionate. She was good to people. Like that's what's really important. I didn't mean to end on a morbid note, but I think it's food for thought. It's so, that's so true. And even when you talk about people that are alive, (laughs) like if I were to talk about you, I wouldn't be like, Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I have this friend, Abby, and, you know, here are her like top 10 accomplishments. And, you know, it was really cool because one time she like the podcast got X amount of streams and that was great. No, I'd be like, this is my friend, Abby. And, you know, she lights up the room and she makes me happy. and We know how to laugh. And this is how she treats people, etc. Like those are the things that matters. Yeah. So, it's, and if people are focusing on your accomplishments, they're not the people you want in the room with you. So true. Unless it's your boss. I Unless like, it's your I boss. feel like your boss is like definitely the only exception to a lot of these things we're saying. Today. Yeah. <laughs> Unless. But if your you. Boss. But if you have a if you have a bad boss who makes you feel like shit about yourself. Oh, true. Like yeah. then get out. You can change. You yeah. Like, or just get them fired. Whatever they're job. saying is not true. It's so true. No, I love that. All right. Well, baddie is some food for thought, obviously, as we go into the end of the year. But thank you so much for listening. That's all we had this week. 
If you liked what you heard, like, comment, subscribe. Follow us on Instagram. It's at drinksafterwork underscore. Follow us on TikTok. It's at drinksafterwork, no underscore. And if you're a girl in the Boston area looking to make new, new friends. friends, looking for fun things to do, join our private Facebook group. It's linked in our Hoobie bio. And if you are looking for a stocking stuffer, something to bring to your Yankee swap, secret Santa, whatever it is, um, bring Viva. Use our code DRINKS, D-R-I-N-K-S, for 30% off at vivatequilaseltzer.com. Yes, it is such a good gift. I feel like as like a simple, like if you're doing like a chill Yankee swap with like your work friends or something. If someone handed me tequila, I'd be so happy. I'd be so happy. Yeah, and it tastes great. So, mm-hmm. alrighty. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.